0: All right, day 140. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. Uh, we come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, First Kings 9. Yep. My man Solomon was the wise realm ruler in the first chapter. He was the wise temple builder in 5-8. Uh, f- uh, through eight. And, and now we have here First Kings 9. Things is going to get a little different. Right. Now, what's crazy is the Lord comes back and he you see over and over the Lord keeps interrupting the narrative and saying, fam, if you just obey me, if right. y'all just obey me, like I will dwell with y'all. Right. I will dwell with you guys. And uh, he just reaffirms his promises over and over and over again. And I just want to say on a practical tip, bro, like we don't disobey God out of lack of clarity of what he requires right, from right, us. Right, right, right. Like, right. he right. is so clear. About what it means to be faithful before him. Yeah. Um, and he says it here, he's like, yo, however, if you don't obey me, I'm going to reject all this little temple stuff. It's, it's cute and all, right? <laughs> but I will take y'all out of this land I gave y'all. Right. Right? I brought y'all into this land. I could take you right, out. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, God keeps it a book.
1: And what I love about this book, too, as it goes on is, you know, it's not just the responsibility of the king to inform and teach the people and hold them accountable. In some ways, this king is going to be the representative for faithfulness. So God is going to treat the nation Mm -hmm. based on how the kings respond and the kings live and the examples that the kings set, and that's what goes on and on and on through this book, right? Verse nine, verse four. Uh, As for you, Solomon, right? If you walk before me as your father David walked with a heart of integrity and in what is right, doing everything I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and ordinances, I will establish your royal throne over Israel as I promised your father David. You will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel." But if you or your sons turn away from following me and do not keep my commands, my statutes that I have set. And if you go and serve other gods and bow and worship them, I will cut off Israel from the land I gave them. I will reject the temple as um, as decorated as it is. Uh, I will reject the temple I have sanctified for my name. Israel will become an object of of scorn and ridicule amongst the people. Yep. Amazing. So what's crazy is this, bro? Check me out. Yeah. Listen, if you're
0: listening to this, please continually read Deuteronomy 17, the back half of that chapter. It's going to tell you the things the king should and should not do. Right. Now, what Solomon does here in, in 1 Kings 9, he gives... Part of the inheritance, It calls it Galilee. Yeah. So remember, the Lord Jesus is going to come to his ministry right. in the promised land in Galilee. Right. He's going to make his way to Jerusalem in the south. So in Galilee, part of the inheritance, the promised land, he gives it to uh, Hiram. Yeah. And why does he give it to Hiram? Look at verse 28. They went to, or no, look at... um. Uh, is it verse 28? Yeah, yeah. So he acquired gold, right? 16 tons and delivered it to Solomon. So in other words, he gives him part of the promised land for gold. And yeah. Deuteronomy 17 literally says, for the king, he must not acquire very large amounts of silver and gold for himself. So right. Solomon's already wilding. Right. Right? And he ain't, he ain't fully, <laughs> fully, you know, went all the way away, but he's already doing things that are in violation of God's right. covenant. Yeah. And so you see that the kingdom is going to spiral out of control because of disobedience. This man wanted gold, Yeah. the things of this world, rather than the heavenly things given mm. by God. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Chapter 10 and 11 mm-hmm. show this sharp pivot, mm-hmm. right? So chapter 10, the queen of Sheba. So the nations now are coming to Solomon, praising him for his wisdom and wealth.
0: Genesis chapter yeah. 12, the hope, the hope, project that the Lord was doing on earth through Abraham. He's like, yo, so that the nations, all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. You see a shadow type of
1: fulfillment here, ultimately fulfilled in Christ. Yeah. So chapter 10, look, they're praising him because of his wisdom, knowledge, and stuff that comes from his head. And it seems like we're on this uptick and things are great and wealth and all of that stuff. And then chapter 11 starts off Mm -hmm. and look at what it says. It doesn't talk about his head at all. It doesn't talk about his wisdom at all mm, it mm. says this king solomon loved many foreign women in addition to pharaoh's daughter moabite ammonite edomite sidonian and hittite women. from the nations right <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah you're in every area code right <laughs> from the nations about which the lord has told the israelites you must not intermarry with them and they must not intermarry with you because they will turn your hearts to follow other gods to these women, Solomon was deeply attached in love. He had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 who were concubines, and they turned his heart away. Look at this. Mm. Right when the nations are seeing the greatness of God and Solomon is being praised for his wisdom, Mm. you realize your head and your mind are not the pilot. Mm. Your heart is the pilot. Solomon's going to write about this, right? Yo, guard your heart for it is the wellspring uh, of life. Solomon failed to guard it. And everything else that takes place is a byproduct of what happens in his heart. The goal was achieved. The nations were seeing the greatness of God. Nevertheless, all of this is going to vanish just as abruptly as Solomon's dream came.
0: Yeah, I love what you brought up, bro, because... First Kings 10, and we didn't hit it too too much, but the Queen of Sheba, when she comes, she yeah. attributes everything he has to, to the God? Lord. Yeah. She praises the Lord. And right. the narrative is so key because Solomon is so silent. Right. It presents him as not saying anything. Right. So you right. see the nations having more spiritual insight than the king of Israel. Right. Not only that, it talks about the tons of gold my man was getting, right? Yeah. Where the gold the king of Solomon was was 25 tons right and then it talks about the horses he acquired from egypt deuteronomy 17 literally says do not acquire horses from egypt so the text is just clear right that he's just breaking everything and right. then the wives right deuteronomy 17 says again do not acquire the wives for yourself because why they're going to turn your heart away from me like you said um intellect is never a substitute for integrity Right, right. Intellect is no substitute for integrity. My man Solomon is the wisest, smartest dude on earth, but he's not integral. Right, and money, money here can't get back what your character character can destroy. He right. has all of this money, all this riches, and the kingdom is going to be ripped from him. Mm. His 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 money can't get back what his character destroyed. And God promises, bro, after this, to tear the kingdom away from him. I love it because the more. Right, the more we gain in this life, man, we the more we should praise God. Right, the more we gain in this life, the more praise God should get. And you know, you don't see, you know, the greater His prosperity, the greater His faithfulness. Right. And I, I, I think that would be a remarkable way for us to, um, yeah, just display the glory of God, man, by doing yep. that. And so one man's sin divides an entire nation. Right. Right. So now it's gonna be south and north. <laughs> south is is with Jeroboam. Uh, excuse me. South is with uh, uh Rehoboam, his son. And then the north is with Jeroboam, son of Nebat from Ephraim. So now you got a whole ten tribes, right, right, in the north that are not from the line of Judah. Right, they're from Ephraim. That's why later the prophets is going to call them Ephraim, right. right, because it comes from Ephraim. So it's crazy that now you have this split kingdom, right, and they're going to be battling it out for the next, <laughs> right, for the next you know hundreds of years, all because of the sin of one man's uh, heart, you know. And it's amazing that uh, the text was clear. Yeah. Solomon like Adam, had yeah.
1: everything he needed. Yeah. And look what happened. He, they both abandoned the word of God. Right. Mm. Yep. Which I do think presents a stark contrast mm. to you know, both of them with full stomachs and plenty of options for food mm. failed to keep the law of God. Mm. Jesus on an empty stomach for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness withstood Temptation to yep. make his name great, yeah.
0: One of the big things that you see here, but you're going to see all throughout First and Second Kings, is that when you begin to disobey and disregard the word of God, yeah, your devotion to other gods, right, becomes an inevitable result. Mm. And I think people don't realize this. It's the same right. thing today. Right. You disregard the word, you disobey the word long enough. Yeah. Oh no. Other gods will come in. Yeah. We were made to worship. In 1 Kings 12, it's going to take my to my man Jeroboam, and he is a wild boy. Listen. <laughs> he is a wild one, dog. So, Jeroboam, south, yeah. starts oppressing his own people. It's already getting wild. Jeroboam, you know, he takes a page out of the 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 idolatry of Exodus 32 and makes golden calves just like Aaron them did. Right. And then, not only that. He ascribes to them what Yahweh did for them. These right. are the guys who brought you out of Egypt, right? Then he builds his own cult, right? So he gets priests who are not from the line of Levi. Right. And, and basically constructs, bro, his own religion, bro. Yeah. And you see that um, idolatry is not just the worshiping of creation over the creator. Yeah. It is the creation mm. of your own creator. Right. right? It is mm. the creation of mm. your own religion yeah. and Jeroboam is leading the uh northern tribes into
1: all of this idolatry. Uh yeah, and it's yeah. just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that's a good point that you said, man. Like devotion as a concept, it never decreases. It's always if it's on a graph, our devotion is always up and to the right. It's always on an incline. The question is, what are we devoted to? Mm. And when our devotion shrinks to God, it's not that our devotion shrinks. It's that it's being crowded out. It grows by something else. Yeah. yeah. Now let's pray that God would keep us. God, we pray that you would keep us devoted uh, completely and totally to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.